Welcome to Make Me Your Voice with Pastor David Bartowell. These messages are intended to deepen your faith and trust in a living God who speaks to us with hope and reason. Today's message comes to us from the Gate Christian Bible Church in Orange County, California. Today we're going to talk about new beginnings. Max Lucado, who's an incredibly gifted writer, I want to read some excerpts from his poem that he wrote called Just a Moment. It all happened in a moment, a most remarkable moment. This moment was like no other. It was the moment God became a man. The omnipotent in one instant made himself breakable. He who had been spirit became pierceable. He who was larger than the universe became an embryo. And he who sustains the world with a word chose to be dependent upon the nourishment of a young girl. God was given eyebrows, elbows, two kidneys, and a spleen. He stretched against the walls and floated in the amniotic fluids of his mother. God had come near. No silk, no ivory, no hype, no party, no hoopla. Were it not for the shepherds, there would have been no reception. And were it not for the group of stargazers, there would have been no gifts. Angels watched as Mary changed God's diaper. The universe watched with wonder as the Almighty learned to walk. One thing's for sure, he was, while completely divine, completely human. For 33 years, he would feel everything you and I ever felt. He felt weak. He grew weary. He got colds, burped, and had body odor. His feelings got hurt. His feet got tired, and his head ached. To think of Jesus in such a light as, well, it seems almost irreverent, doesn't it? It's not something we like to do. It's uncomfortable. It's much easier to keep the humanity out of the incarnation. Clean the manure from around the manger. Wipe the sweat out of his eyes. Pretend he never snored or blew his nose or hit his thumb with a hammer. He's easier to stomach that way. There's something about keeping him divine that keeps him distant, packaged, and predictable. But don't do that. For heaven's sake, don't do that. Let him be as human as he intended to be. Let him into the mire and muck of your world. For only if you let him in, can he pull you out. That's what Christmas is all about. Jesus came, God came to rescue us from our muck and mire, from this world. His birth offers a new beginning. See, the Bible is all about new beginnings. Today, as we conclude the series, Revelation, God's End Time Plan, I want to tell you that God's end time plan includes a new beginning. So let's talk about new beginnings in the Bible. First, it begins with creation. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Do you remember your first new car? Remember that smell? A recent survey reveals that the new car smell ranks number 22 out of 50 of favorite smells. Imagine when nothing existed except God. Then in an instant, a new world came into existence. Then a new man and a new woman, and everything was new. It was the new smell of the world. Do you know that researchers also have found that the new car smells come from chemicals used to create the car's interior? 
According to Ecology Center, research shows that vehicle interiors contain a unique cocktail of hundreds of toxic chemicals that off-gas in a small, confined space. So like the new smell of the world, of the car, the new smell of the world faded, and God's new world became toxic. And what smelled and looked so beautiful became infected with a deadly chemical called sin. And all people became infected, and all people began to die. But enter Christmas, God's new creation. That baby that was born in a manger was not a regular baby. That baby was God himself in human flesh. He came to save the world. What's your favorite Christmas movie? One of my favorites, believe it or not, is a movie called Jingle All the Way. It's a story about a deadbeat dad who never keeps his promises. And his worst unkept promise was when he forgot to purchase a Turbo Man action figure for his son's Christmas present. Now, if you've seen the movie, you know the difficulty involved with purchasing this sold-out gift. But the movie ends on a positive note when Arnold Schwarzenegger flexes his muscles and becomes Turbo Man himself. Because everyone loves a superhero. But all superheroes, including Turbo Man, have limitations. They're limited by their material body. But God is spirit. God is limitless. So God flexed his muscles and sent his son, his one and only son, to save us to come in a material body. But unlike us, he remained sinless. But his flesh would die. And for three days, his best friends were locked up in a room, hopeless and afraid. But thank God the story didn't end there. Because on the third day, his material body rose from the dead in the form of a new body. A new creation that's passed on to those who believe in him. Look at 2 Corinthians 5.17. Read it with me. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So Jesus, God himself, came in a material body, and he was the first to rise in a new body. He's the prototype. But here's the question. If I am a new creation, why is my body dying? And here's the answer in two words. Already, not yet. See, there's a theological tension between what has already happened and what will happen in the future. Because the new creation that I'm talking about consists of a two-part process. Part A, what has happened already. The spiritual part, part B, what's still yet to happen, the physical part. So what has happened already is the spiritual new creation. That has happened already. In a conversation with Nicodemus, Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again or born from above, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So he went on to explain to Nicodemus that there are two births that people need to experience. First, the physical birth. Everyone experiences a physical birth. But secondly is a spiritual birth. And not everyone 
sadly experiences this birth. Only those who believe in the name of Jesus Christ, the person of Jesus Christ, these people are what's called born again, born from above, born of God's Spirit. See, once someone believes, this is what happens. Having believed, you were sealed in Him with the Holy Spirit of promise. So you first have to believe, and then you receive the Holy Spirit. Christmas, we solely focus on the Son, God's Son, Jesus Christ, as the Christmas gift. But I want to tell you, along with Jesus comes His Spirit, which is the Spirit of promise. It's the promised gift. The Son and the Spirit work hand in hand. If you walk through the Gospels with Jesus, you notice that the Holy Spirit shows up at different times. We see the Holy Spirit at Jesus' baptism descend like a dove. We hear Jesus refer to the Holy Spirit when he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And we also see him at the resurrection. Look at Romans 8.11. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. So how do we become a new creation? It's the Holy Spirit. The spirit of Christ the third person of the Trinity, and we often leave him out. But if it were not for the Holy Spirit, we would not become new. Look at Titus 3.5. He saved us not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and the renewal by the Holy Spirit. So that part of the new creation has happened for those who believe. But what has not yet happened? There's an already and a not yet. What has not yet happened is the physical new creation. See, Jesus is the prototype. Unlike him, we still have our old body. And if you're like me, put on a little weight this year. Aches and pains and mourning my neck hurt for no reason. And guess what? All of creation groans, the Bible says, for a new body, including this earth. One day this earth will be made new. Look at Revelation 21.1. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. So what has been promised to the creation will happen In the future, the earth will receive a new body, be made new. And we, like the earth, have a material body. Guess what? Although we have been made new spiritually, we're going to be made new physically. Look at 1 Corinthians 15. It is sown a perishable body. So that's the body we have now but it has raised an imperishable body. That's the future body. For the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. In a moment, the Bible says, in the twinkling of an eye, quickly like this, and because 
you have his spirit, it's a done deal. There's nothing that you can do to separate yourself from the love of God in Christ Jesus. And there's nothing you can do to unseal yourself from the sealing of the Holy Spirit. It's a guarantee. It's a done deal. But here's what's going on. My struggle, your struggle with sin and this current world remains because the not yet of the theological tension still exists. You know who knew this? The Apostle Paul. He wrote in Romans 7 what we all feel. Look what he writes. I don't understand what I'm doing. I don't practice. I don't keep doing what I want to do. But instead, I do what I hate. So now I am no longer the one doing it, he says. But it is sin living in me. Why do I keep doing what I hate? Why do I keep thinking what I don't want to think? Why do I keep struggling with this world and with everything around me and even myself? It's this, the material body that's hanging around like a dead man, dead man walking. See, what has already happened in eternity, my redemption is a done deal. But what has not happened presently is the redemption of my body. But guess what? Here's the good news. Although there's still a not yet, I can live like it's already. How do I do that? I rely on the Holy Spirit, not on my flesh. Romans chapter 7 is depressing. But Romans chapter 8 is exciting. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That's the Christmas gift. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives me life has set you free from the law of sin and death that was trying to hold me down. That's why Paul could proclaim loudly where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Freedom. You are already set free, but you have to keep reminding yourself of this because your flesh, your thoughts are going to try and tell you otherwise. So that's why Paul writes here, for those who live according to the flesh, think about the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, think about the things of the Spirit. That sounds pretty logical, but it's hard to do because it's a struggle. Our flesh and the Spirit are in a constant battle. It begins with thoughts. You know, thoughts are like waves breaking on the shore. You can't stop them from coming in, but you can choose which ones to ride. So I say, choose the Spirit. Paul goes on, the mind governed by the flesh dies, is death. But the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. You want peace? Choose who governs you. Vote the governor of the flesh out of office. Choose to be governed by the Spirit. You can only be governed by the Spirit, though, if you're governed by the Word. The Word, Jesus Christ, who became flesh, 
and the Spirit work hand in hand. There is no separation in their work. What I mean by that? The Spirit is not just about the future. He is about the present, and He is your Christmas present. Look at Romans 8.10. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death, because this is old body, because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. Whose righteousness? Christ's righteousness. Do you know that your identity is not based on what you do or what you have done? Your identity is based on what Christ did for you. See, there is work involved in salvation, It's just not your work. It's God's work. And the Spirit and the Son work together as Christ made his home in my smelly, dirty life. Like he did in that smelly, dirty manger. At just the right time, Jesus came to save me, to save you from this toxic world and the toxicity of sin and death. He saved your soul and he saved your body. It's a done deal. That's why this gift is the gift that keeps on giving. It never stops. So what's the biggest takeaway? Christmas is about new beginnings. It's a chance to start over. You want to start over? Here, I think you'll agree with me. 2020 has been one of the most challenging years of my lifetime. And I'm sure yours. Just when I think things will get better, they seem to get worse. But every morning when I wake up, because of Christmas, I can start over. My sins are erased. I can choose to think about this world or I can choose to think about the next. And guess what? When I think about the next, I receive peace. And by thinking about the next, I receive power to live in this world. See, every day is a new beginning. And I say this every year. Don't miss Christmas. Receive Christ. Receive the Spirit of Christ. You see, Christmas is really about The Trinity. God the Father chooses. God the Son acts, works. God the Spirit seals. The Father chose you. Jesus worked for you on your behalf. And because of your belief in him, the Spirit has sealed you. And you are redeemed now, but one day you will Receive the full redemption, the gift that keeps on giving. And when you think about that, everything else seems to fall into line. So I encourage you, keep thinking about Christmas. Keep thinking about what the gift of Christmas is that you have received. And if you haven't received the gift of Christmas, do it today. Do it today. Receive Jesus Christ. Let him into the muck and mire of your world. Let him clean house. You know, as a believer, I understand that Jesus came to live in my heart. Right? 
But are you like me where you kind of say, Jesus, you can have access to that room of my heart, but don't go into that room. Because that's really messy. I don't want you to see that room. And Jesus is like, do you not think I don't see that? And do you not think that I love you in spite of that? And do you not think that the reason I came into this messy, mucky world is so that I can save your messy, mucky life? And you got to let him in. You can't block him out. So when I say receive Christ, yes, I received Christ when I was 10. Or I received Christ when I was 20. Or for me, I received Christ when I was 29. But are you letting him into the muck and mire of your world? So that he can truly, truly be the Lord of your life. He already knows. He already sees. So bow your heads. Thank you, Lord, that you came on Christmas. That the word that who existed is eternal. Jesus Christ, the word is eternal. But yet, you came to this messy world so that we can be pulled out of this messy world. And although we live in this messy world, Lord, we look to a future where we will be in a new world. A world that is going to be even better than the original Eden. Because there's going to be more of us there. And God has given everyone a chance. So if you haven't received Christmas, you haven't received Christ, do that today. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I trust you. I want you to come into my life. I open up my heart and ask you to come in and make your home in my heart like you did in that manger. And I thank you, Lord, that I don't understand it all, but I believe that what you say will happen will happen. I'll be made new and I'll receive your spirit and I'll be sealed and it's a done deal. And then one day, Lord, I receive the new body, the same type of body that Jesus received, the prototype Our Lord, the one who went before us, I will receive a new, resurrected, glorified body. Lord, as we finish up this year, Lord, I pray that we would think about Christmas, that we would not miss Christmas, and that we would think about it every day, because that's how a new beginning came. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor David Bartowell's message reminds us that God speaks to us with hope and reason so that we can be His voice in this world. Please join us again for Make Me Your Voice, a ministry of the Gate Christian Bible Church in Orange County, California. We would love to have you join us for a Sunday service. For more information or to find our location, please visit thegatecbc.com. Make me your voice.